I can feel all eyes on me like a million tiny daggers driving into my skin. I'm staring at the equation on the board, trying to calculate the right answer. But my thoughts are all jumbled, and if I try to make sense of everything, my mind goes blank. I don't know the answer, I say. With a look of disappointment, the teacher swiftly calls on another student with her hand proudly raised. And suddenly, I am overwhelmed with the feeling of shame. I'm Pamela Portnoy. I'm Alexa Marie Anderson. And no one's okay. That was traumatizing for me. <laughs> that was seventh grade? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability. Here we are. All right. I'm not so enthusiastic. You have been dreading this. Mm-hmm. We almost didn't do this episode. Mm-hmm. Alexa was short-circuiting 100%. I mean, I'll just be honest. Like, writing this story, I had a lot of issues. I feel like the bad guy, honestly. <laughs> I feel like I talked Alexa into doing something that she didn't want to do. I. It's not that I... I mean, I don't want to do it, but I think it's the. It's the. it'll be good for me. So I want to do it for that reason, if that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Well, the story's done. The story's done. The story's done. Um, what do we do as an exercise to lean into this? We had to stare into each other's eyes for four minutes. It went by really quick for it, me. It actually went by quicker than I thought it would. It felt like two minutes for me. It didn't feel as long as I thought it would, but I was like inflicting pain on myself to get through it. What was that? I was gra- I was like you were really squeezing my arm. I was pinching my arm. I was. It was an issue. I don't really know. Okay, here's what I noticed about... Okay, this is, yeah, you this, tell me because okay. you were looking at me. You were so calm. You were so calm and together and fine. Thank you. You did great. This was not my first time doing this exercise. I think this was your first time doing this exercise. Yeah. I try to do it as often as I can. Like, if I have a, a scene partner that I need to have some, like, level of intimacy with, I try to do this exercise if they're cool with it. It's a good exercise. It's really interesting what you notice about people. Aside from, like, what's physically going on, like, you have insane eyelashes and, like, your face is very symmetrical. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. Yours as well. You. I was okay. admiring your beauty, Let me honestly. just point out real quick. <laughs> Pamela has amazing eyebrows. Thank Her you. Her eyebrows are, like, no other. <laughs> Let me just tell you right now. You can't see them, but they're amazing. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you. I try. Eyebrow game on point. I've got two of them. You've got two of them. It's a good day if I've got two of them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I hope everyone has two eyebrows. That's very. I mean, not all the time. <laughs> Wait. So what did you observe? I want to know. I'm so curious. Okay. Yeah. Other than like your your beauty, your symmetry, oh, your eyelashes, um, you have very kind eyes, and uh, you were nervous as fuck. One hundred percent. What was funny, because thinking about prepping this episode, I was thinking about vulnerability and, like, how it feels. And, like, one of the most, at least one of the most vulnerable parts that I think we have as, like, human beings is our neck. Mm. And you did not expose your neck to me for one goddamn second of this exercise. You were 
propping your chin up on your hands. You were touching your neck. You were touching your necklace. You were gar- like as if I was a vampire about to <laughs> suck your blood. It's so interesting <laughs> that you say that because I get really stressed. I think I've told you this before. I get really stressed when people touch me on the shoulders and like just anywhere in this this general vicinity, like my shoulders, my neck. I Whenever I'm like stressed out about something, I immediately grab here. Your neck. My neck. Yes. I, they can't see me. I'm sorry. They can, well, they my can. Clavicle. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe we'll let that. Yeah, we'll see. We're filming this but episode and we hope that you'll be able to see um, it. It actually makes me feel, this is so weird, it makes me feel a little more safe if I grab right here. Well, yeah, you're blocking anything that can technically harm it because I think I, I'm, I'm not a scientist. Let's put that out there. <laughs> but I think that that part is like because your pulse is there, that that's where you're, you know, the big artery. Jason, what's the artery called that's right there? Uh, is it your carotid? I was going to say carotid, jugular. but like I'm like, I can never. Jugular? jugular. Where is the carotid Jugular's then? Carotid's in your heart, I think. Okay. Jugular. I think you're right. It's a jugular. The one that if like Quentin Tarantino. He slashes in every movie and blood goes squirting out. Yeah, that one. I that was protecting one. that. You're protecting that. Interesting. Interesting. It's very vulnerable. That makes a lot of sense because in my experience with just being with people, I have a lot of issues with this, my shoulders and my neck. That's so interesting you say that because I actually had an experience recently with a young man. <laughs> the young man. <laughs> A young man and who I will, you know, maintain his privacy. And he touched my neck and I like he was just like touching the front of my neck. And I was freaking out, just like so nervous because you're entrusting that person not to other than like he was divine and blah, blah, blah. Like you're trusting that person not to hurt you. Yeah. I think at a very base level. Yeah. Protective of that. Because I've been in situations where a man in particular has tried, and I'm like, Oof. I'm like cringing. I'm like, oh, you don't know. I don't know. Especially about if I don't you. know them. Especially if I don't know them that well, I'm like stressed. I'm like stage ten stressed. I'm like, what's gonna happen? What's I don't gonna know. happen? Are you about to choke me out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is this? Am I gonna die? It like feels very pleasant, but yeah. on the verge of like, oh. See, I don't even feel any pleasant. I'm like. Get out of my space. Something's wrong. I think it's very pleasant when it's, like, someone that, like, you want in your space. Yeah. You would think. (laughs) For you? Well, I don't know. that. I I guess I should say, and obviously I'll keep the privacy of this person, but it's not that I didn't want them in this space. So I don't really know what my issue was. I think it was... it's it's, Even subconsciously? I think it was a trust issue. I think it was a trust issue, to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, I was very unsure of this person's intentions... It's also, like, one of those and, things yeah. where, like, when you give someone a handshake, you keep them literally and figuratively at an arm's distance. Right. It's not normal behavior for someone to, like, come up and touch your neck. No. Oh, no. It's not normal. I was very caught off guard, and I kind of pretended, which I do with a lot of things that I don't like, I pretended it didn't happen. All right. I just kept, I was like, I'll just keep my composure and and just pretend it's not happening. Honestly, to be a fly on that wall... <laughs> seeing that happen like how did it even he just like reached out I mean do you know what I'm talking about I do know what you're talking yeah. about but I don't like uh, how did that even come up be, well we were in a situation that that would be normal alright we were watching we are watching Grey's Anatomy actually I love Grey's Anatomy 
Was it the back of your neck or the front of your neck? No, no, no. It wasn't even my neck. It was your shoulder. It was my shoulder. I don't have that problem with my shoulder. I love when people rub my shoulders. But, yeah, like, no, no I one severe, touches my neck. I have a severe issue with, like, shoulders and neck. Like, both. Interesting. Yeah. And I was, like, it wasn't even necessarily I didn't. It's, I think I was just really guarded and really, I think it, it, it has a lot to do with just we weren't, like, communicating on a level where we both knew each other's intentions. So I think I was super guarded. And so when that happened, I was, like, I don't know how to respond and also I'm stressed and I'm uncomfortable and I'd like not that I'm mad that it's happening. I was like, oh, well, that's great. But like also I'm unsure. So I'm going to stay guarded. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does make sense. You know, like I was like, I, it was too much information I get all that. at once. It's overwhelming. And I wasn't prepared for it. I like to be prepared. I get that. Yeah. You definitely do. Oh, yeah. So during this exercise, that was all you were you, Like I did not see your neck. At all. I mean, it definitely makes sense. Did I pose that, that much of a threat to you? <laughs> Do you feel like I was no, scary? No, I don't even think so. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think it's just I don't like people to know my things. <laughs> Stay away from my things. Stay away from my things. I don't like <laughs> That's a terrible trait to have, I guess. But I just, I don't know. In something about the eye contact, and I think I've told you this before, it makes me feel super uncomfortable. And, like, you're going to find out things about me that I don't want you to know. But, like, it's impossible because we're not talking. So I don't know what that is yeah, about. Yeah, I don't te- I don't really have, you know, telepathy. And you know me pretty well. It's not like I'm – I share a lot of stuff with you as a person. So um, I don't know. I mean, it was easier. I feel like if you were a man right now, I wouldn't have been able to make eye contact for four minutes. Really? Absolutely Jason, not. you want to hop in here? Get out. <laughs> He's like, I'm good. He's like, I left the first time for a reason. Jason's like, I'm uncomfortable too. I don't think it's best. He's like, I'm not even facing you right now. And oh I'm uncomfortable. God. No, because I told you, I told you this is with another another lovely, and I'll say lovely because he is lovely. Another lovely human. He would like look at me and I would like totally be like, What 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 are you doing? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> He's like, am, am I not allowed? Close your eyes. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but he was in a closer proximity, too, so I think it got even more stressed. I was like, I don't know why he's staring at me. What do you do in intimate scenes? It's different because I don't really have, feelings aren't really involved. So what so, you- so if it's, if I, if, if feelings aren't really involved, I'm really good at making it up like I'm really I'm fine with making eye contact with someone I don't actually have feelings for that's easy peasy but like if it's someone that like there's stakes there's higher stakes where I'm like my my feelings are involved forget about it you know I was just thinking about when you said that I was just thinking about well then like how are you gonna like how, how do am I gonna you live do my life? your work <laughs> no, no no like how do you do the work how what what is their process of like becoming intimate with someone in a scene however then I thought of a teacher that I once had that was teaching me doing a scene that, you know, required me to, like, be super emotional. And I kept trying to, like, get the emotion and, like, find it within myself. And I guess I was, like, internalizing it too much. And he said to me, no one out here gives a shit what you're feeling. We care what you're making us feel. Mm -hmm. And that blew my mind. I was like, oh, 
I really don't have to be. And I think that's kind of how I operate. It's funny that you say that because I'm just I'm just like, okay, well, I need to make them feel a certain way. It's not about me. So when I'm acting, it's not about me. It's yeah. about what I'm portraying, about what I'm putting out there. So it's less vulnerable, if that makes that's sense. That's so interesting. I love being vulnerable, though. It's t- I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> What did uh, what did you experience? I should I told you what I experienced watching you. What did you experience? Uh, I was experiencing. I was like so um, fidgety mm-hmm. with myself. I was actually, and you know what's interesting? I was like digging my nails into my arm, and I do that when I'm um, about to cry. I do that a lot, like to stop my tears from happening. I actually inflict pain. That's so interesting. Which is weird because you would think if you inflict pain, like you would cry more. Stupid. Um, no, I I will I'll like bite like if I'm ever on the verge of tears and I don't want to be, I'll bite my lip or I will dig my my nail into my hand. Wow, it's like I, I sound insane. Sim- you don't sound insane because I do something similar, but it's not to do with pain. It's about like. Um, Focusing my energy somewhere else. Which is probably what it is, what I'm doing too. So, like, one thing that I do that I don't, I don't feel like other people can, you know, tell I'm doing is if I'm feeling extra nervous or extra, like, I need a little bit more power, I will, like, actually curl my toes inside my shoe. Oh, yeah, you told me this. press on my toes. And it, like, puts the energy in my foot instead of, like, up here in my chest because when I'm nervous, it's all up in my in my heart space. Yeah. And it really, like, prevents me from breathing well. <laughs> I'm just like, let me catch my breath. <laughs> Why is she breathing? Why is she swallowing weird? It's just, like, all the pressure is in my chest. Now that we're going down this road, because I do a lot of weird things to stay out of vulnerable situations. Does not surprise me. Oh, yeah. I will. God, this is going to sound so insane. I will fake yawn to set, to look disinterested so I don't have to be vulnerable. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is crazy. All right, maybe I should. <laughs> like if I'm like in a situation where like something should be said, like I might have to answer someone, like if they ask me a question that I'm uncomfortable with, I'll take a minute. I'll yawn. Stop like I'm tired it. to like think about what I should say in order to like still guard myself and not give it all. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but I want to see this. I want to see how good your fake yawn is. I can't I want... do it right now. No, I really want to see it. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question, and then you're going to have to do it, because I want to see if these people that you're doing this fake yawn They're gonna to be can like... see right through it. Because yeah. I want to see if you're actually, like, really good, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that'll It gives me anyone. time to, like, I don't know. Okay. That was, you've done that to me. Oh, I probably have. It's a habit. That was fake? Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. You've definitely done that to me. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Does <laughs> that make you that uncomfortable that you no, do that? No, it's not even like it's specific to a person. It's just if I don't know what... I will say at the beginning, I was totally sold. The end needed some help. Okay, well, I <laughs> also that I know that it's fake. I'm analyzing it. <laughs> ah! um, yeah, no, I... I and it's even like a habit. Like I'll even find myself doing it when I feel uncomfortable, like automatically. Ever since do probably the people high that are school. like closest to you in your life. No know one knows about do... this. I just mentioned is this it now. The first time. This is the first time everyone's gonna know. Now. That's so funny. No one knows. No, no one's gonna know if you're actually tired or if you're just avoiding a situation. I know. 
I just messed up. Holy shit. You're full of surprises, girl. That was good. Shane doesn't even know that. Now he does. I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Awkward. That was very good. Anything you noticed about? You were really good. At, well, I thought you would be because you're, you, I admire so much how you put yourself out there. Like, you have no idea. You have no idea how much I admire that. So I knew you would be good at it. You were very calm. You sat there with your hands crossed and just stared at me like it was like an everyday activity. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) You were so stoic. And I was just, I mean. Stoic? Yeah, you were just very stoic. You were just looking at me. And I I, I mean, I tried to distract myself because I knew, because you know when you look at someone and their eyes go back and forth. I had the same thought too. Because you're looking at each eyeball at one time because you can't really, yeah. Right. So I was watching your eyes go back and forth. And I was like, that was helping me get through it a little bit. So I was like, oh, look, she's looking in each of my eyes. I was actually conscious of that because I was looking into your left eye. And I was like, but I want to see her right eye. And I'm like, but she, because a scene partner of mine called me out on it for like having googly eyes. Interesting. <laughs> like, because I want to get the full effect of the face. And they're oh like, gosh. why are your eyes shifting so much? And like for filming, usually they want you to stare at, at one eye. Yes, they do. So That's that interesting you brought that still. up. Yeah. But um, I, l- I love getting the full effect of the face. <laughs> Your face is very symmetrical as well. <laughs> Thank you. It's very nice. You Thank have a very you. nice face. Thank you. And a good smile. You're sweet. Likewise. Thanks. Thanks. That's enough of that. All right. <laughs> so uh, your story that you did at the top, mm-hmm. uh, seventh grade. Yeah. So that's a big that's a big thing for me because um, you almost did the yawn. I did. Oh my god, was that a real one? No, yourself. I did it. Oh my god, (laughs) Uh, it's a huge thing that I think that stuck with me. Obviously, until now, because I'm bringing it up as a student, and I didn't realize this about myself. Actually, I should say until I was older, I have a hard time comprehending things um, while sitting down. That sounds like super odd, but my body has to be involved for me to really interpret the information I'm being given. It makes so much sense because you're a dancer. Exactly. And and I actually and I actually learned this about myself when I was doing musical theater shows and learning my lines. I had to physically walk, get up, pace, learn to learn my lines. So that also I hear it cements the information. Yeah. My body, my body just has to be I have to have it in my body. That's just how I how I am, and and so going through school at a really tough time because like sitting down, I was I'm such a I'm such a daydreamer. So like if I'm sitting down and I'm relaxed and my body's like kind of turned off, my mind also is turned off and it's wandering yeah. other places. Um, so I would you know I struggled in school with that, and specifically with math because I this is not my forte. It's not a subject that I loved and I wasn't good at it, and it would drive me the most vulnerable place. Um, was when teachers would call on me and my my hand wasn't raised. And I'm like, well, if I'm not raising my hand, I don't know the answer, so I don't know why you're calling on me. I hate that. And it was so uncomfortable. Method. And it, I and, fucking and hate it, it. Yeah, and it's like they call on me. I'm not raising my hand. I obviously don't know the answer. And then it's like instead of it's being like, okay, why don't you know the answer? And let's try to figure this out. They would just be like, oh, well. Do you, they would call on someone else with their hand raising, and like so, I wasn't really learning anything. Do you, do you know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. It was it was infuriating, and 
I mean, I guess I should say it's more infuriating now because I'm comprehending what had happened. And when I was a kid, I didn't, I just thought I was stupid. I really thought I was dumb because I just, I didn't, I didn't understand how I, how I learned. And I, you know, I wasn't there yet with that, obviously. So I went through a lot of my life thinking I was like not intelligent. You know, it's interesting that you say that because uh, when I was thinking, when I, when we were talking about doing an episode on vulnerability, I was like thinking about what I would be comfortable sharing and what I wouldn't be comfortable sharing. And one of the things that has been coming up ever since we like embarked on this journey of, Mm -hmm. you know, creating this project was (laughs) what if people who hear this think I'm stupid? Oh, 101% a hundred and one percent. That's what I was thinking. Granted, I'm not yeah. like a Mensa candidate by any means, you, but like I, you know, I grew up with like highly intelligent parents, and like around like I, I surround myself with like really friends that are like so badass in the fields that they tackle. I have like a lot of badass attorney friends and like writer friends, like fr- amazing minds that I surround myself with. And like my fear is, I'm just the dumbest person in the room. I completely agree. And that agree. they're going like, to see that one day. <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's a huge fear of mine, and I get really upset when people think I'm dumb or they insinuate that I'm stupid. It really, really gets me, and I really get really upset. It's it's a really big uh, insecurity that yeah. I have all the time. And, like, Which I try you to, like, shouldn't have because you're very intelligent. I, I appreciate that. But there's always, like, room for improvement, you right. know? Like, I, I wish I were more... Um, I've been reading um, the newspapers more. I've been listening to, you know, news podcasts more. I've been trying to get back into reading and, like, doing things to improve my mind because that's when I feel like I'm actively doing that instead of, you know, falling back on my, you know, depressive, like, rerun phase. I feel a lot better when I'm, you know, actively engaged in improving my mind. But it's so easy to fall back on nasty habits. Those are probably one of the things that I'm really insecure about and feel bad about. It's like a feeling of shame. Like, I felt like I was a bad person for not, you know what I mean? Like, it it was a total feeling of shame whenever I wouldn't know something or I wasn't prepared or something like that. And it sticks with me until this day. I'm, like, constantly working through that. And every time I, like, I think, I don't know where I, like, I don't have the best vocabulary, but there are certain words that'll that'll come out of my mouth, and I'm like, I didn't know I know I knew oh, that yeah. word, and then I'll have to like go check immediately. Like I'll oh, use like, a word, and I'll be, I'll be like, wait, did I use this word correctly? Because if not, I'm gonna have to take it back and make it. I have to smooth do, it through somehow. Yep. I, I do that all the time. I do that all the time. Checking checking myself and full disclosure, like I was listening to one of our episodes yesterday, and I was literally sitting there with Google Dictionary. Oh god! Like I'm like, did I use that word? Did I use it correctly? Oh, I did use it. Cra- Fuck. Oh, my gosh. So it's tightrope of insecurity and yeah, vulnerability. Absolutely. Why is the intelligence thing so big? I guess, you know, going through school and I, I, it's if you were smart, that was a huge thing. I don't know. I feel like that was. I also I recently <laughs> I recently had an experience where I was at a this is like so probably team I bet whatever I was at a Christmas party for a studio a couple of years ago and there was a producer there that would not believe it and that I went to a summer program for Shakespeare at Oxford which in my opinion 
wasn't that big of a deal because it was just like a summer program that I paid tuition for. Right. I went of my own, you know. And he didn't believe you? Yeah. He's like, I don't I don't believe that you studied there. Ew. No. And it made me feel like, what, what about aura me? am I yeah. giving off that you right. don't think that that would be believable? Even though, mm-hmm. honestly, like, it's not that hard to get it. Like, no, I did audition, I, but also, like, I it's not like I got into Oxford for the undergrad four-year program. I just went for a summer program to study Shakespeare. And I'm not knocking it because it is a badass fucking program. But the way he said it, like, oh, you didn't, you didn't go there. It made me feel like shit. And I was, and I like took up arms and I was like, yes, I did. And he started quizzing me on alumni. What? Yeah. And it was just out of control. And I just felt really, really small. And it was, at the end of the day, he was wrong and stupid. But, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it didn't not leave a little bit of a mark on me. Well, one thing I want to say is that I hope you know that that what he was doing to you has everything to do with him. Oh, 100 percent. Nothing to do with you. 100 percent. At That's, the time, it was like it's hard, hard to comprehend yeah. because it was embarrassing. It was in front of a, a room full of people that are consistently working in the industry. It was it was kind of embarrassing, but like I am no stranger at this point to embarrassment in that kind of realm. <sighs> Talk about vulnerability. Yeah. Going to school, like college for theater, I like to call it trauma school <laughs> instead of drama school. <laughs> Talk about getting up you in front of... You had a difficult of, uh, professor, uh, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, gosh. I loved I loved the training I got. I just want to say that. I got wonderful, wonderful training. Um, but it was rough. It was really rough. Uh, we had professors that would just particularly pick us apart. And uh, a lot of vulnerability. A l- I mean, you. Got, I mean, think about it. You have to get up in front of your peers and perform by yourself. Specifically, my musical theater techniques class was uh, very difficult. And there was one time in particular where me and my scene partner got up to do a scene into song, and she. And it was a time where actually another professor was out. So we actually had two musical theater techniques class. So it was actually my entire class mm-hmm. in, in, this, in this classroom. Um, and she took that time to uh, just pick us apart. Just completely before, at, and mind you, before we even did our work. She was asking us um, how much we rehearsed, um, what we did when we rehearsed. She was, like, quizzing us before we even had done the work. But that's also not letting the work speak for itself. Right. Exactly. So what I was doing while she was having her tangent, I had um, – it was – we had certain costumes that we were wearing at the time. And so I was fixing. I was I, – I honestly was mentally preparing myself to not listen to what she was saying because I knew it would affect the work I was about to do. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, kind of trying to distract myself politely, I would say. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, being outrageous. I was just fixing the skirt I had on. And, and she looks at me and she goes, you're not listening to me. And I was like, I, this is like the first time I ever talked back to a teacher. I was like, no, I'm not. And she got really upset. And I said, listen, I said, we haven't even done our work yet. I said, let us do the work. You said that? Yeah. I, I said, let that. us do the work. 
And I, it's really none of the yeah. anybody's business, well, and, like, how we get there. Exactly. And, of course, I'm crying while I say it because I have a problem. But, like, when I started When you get enraged, you get emotional. I really do. When I'm angry, I cry. Same. It's really bad. Uh, immediately, like, just out of nowhere. And I start crying, and she obviously was like, are you going to be okay? Ew. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, are you sure? Do you want to do the scene? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And she's like, okay, that's what I want to see. It was like she was testing us. And I got really frustrated. And anyway, we did the work, and it was fabulous. It what was did she say? Absolutely fabulous. And actually, she because at the beginning of this conversation, she was like, I have to have you two stay after class and all of this stuff. And then we did the work, and she was like, oh, you're good. I was like, yeah, you just ate your words, didn't you? So stupid, yeah. honestly. Like, what is yeah. – I don't understand people that – or the teachers or the people that feel the need to know – how we get the work done as long I think the most effective teachers I've had didn't pry into what I did but how it's coming across Mm -hmm. I've heard of teachers like diving into what substitutions are for people like past experience like asking actors to reveal their traumatic past experiences oh, yeah. to them. Like, that's so invasive. Like, to each his own. That's exactly. I'm not going to rag on, like, anyone's process. If you're cool mm-hmm. with spilling your guts about, you know, how you, you know, get to a certain emotion or to portray a certain character, that's awesome for you. But, like, not for me. Good for you, not for me, as Amy yeah. Poehler says in her book. No, that's it, it's, it's exactly how my schooling was. It's interesting that you brought that up because they really tried to break us down and get us to our most vulnerable state. Yeah. And it was... I personally don't. That's not my preference. It's not my preference. I will say I learned a lot about myself, particularly. And I and it was it was a good I mean, coming out of it, I feel like it was a I don't want to say good. It was an experience. It was an experience. And I think it made me who I am today. (laughs) Uh, But it was rough. And and you know what? Honestly, that teacher, uh, she ended up apologizing to me before I graduated. How did you feel when she apologized to you? I felt really good. <laughs> That's awesome. It felt really, really good. And That's I was very like, rare okay. to get an apology it is from very, people that do that. It was very rare. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily expect it. But when it happened, I was like, and it wasn't your typical apology. But in my mind, I was like, oh, this is her apologizing to me. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. Nice. I'll take it and run. You should. Yeah. What does it feel like in your actual, like, physical body when you're feeling vulnerable like that? Uh, it's tough for me to, to talk about because I normally try to block those moments out because I it's I struggle with it. Um, oh, gosh. It feels really lonely. It feels really lonely and really... Um, like, I'm not good enough. That's how I would say it feels like to me. I know that's not a normal, like, I need to fix my, you know what I'm saying? I need to look at vulnerability as something different than that. Um, but that's how, I think with my experiences, that's how it's made me feel. Mm-hmm. But I need to not have those experiences become who I am. Because they're not. It's not who I am. It's some things that happen to me that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't I get that. go through life with those experiences on my shoulders totally what about you you're better with it than I am I don't think I'm better with it I think we're different I put myself out there whenever I feel like it's necessary to put myself out there 
I recently had an experience with someone that um, I had to be vulnerable and I was just like physically speaking, I was shaking. I was I was sharing something very intimate with them and I was just very I was like shaking and my eyeballs felt hot. Like I don't know if you ever get that, like where you just feel like warmth in your eye sockets. That's I don't know if that's ever I mean once when again, I get I'm probably blocking it out. Very talking. vulnerable or very angry. I just feel like this heat in my eyes and I was shaking and like there was the no breath happening like my whole upper chest was just like seized up and like I I cry when I'm like feeling like if I'm happy if I'm sad if I'm angry like any like extreme emotion I feel I always cry I cry at commercials I cry at everything (laughs) my friend just got married this weekend and it was the most beautiful thing I sobbed all weekend because it was I just I become overwhelmed and like tears have to come out it's like too much information something has to come out it's gonna be the tears but yeah, that's physically like my body gets hot and I like like I have to I get all twitchy and like shaky and I do a lot of breathing like that. Like thinking about it, it's getting me like winded. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good you allow yourself to get to that point. Cause I think for me, it's all about acting like it's not happening. I'm like, you must remain calm, cool. You're like, and I'm gonna yawn now. I'm like, I'm gonna this is my time to yawn. <laughs> this is cue the yawn. Cue the fake yawn, Alexa. <laughs> Like, no, but seriously, I'm like, you must remain calm, cool, and collective. Even though, like, I will kill myself (laughs) trying to remain calm. I will. I totally will. Even when I'm, like, in pieces. I mean, I've done it. It's my favorite thing to connect with someone. Because sometimes, yeah, you don't get, like, necessarily the best result from being vulnerable with someone. But when when you are vulnerable with someone, I've had experiences where they are just vulnerable back. And... That's it, like some it opens amazing the, connectivity. Well, if some if one person does it, it opens the door right for the other person to do you it. You think, right? Well, usually, <laughs> most normal. I mean, people. no, usually, but I will say, in my experience, not being vulnerable, I've really self sabotaged myself in a lot of ways. I mean, just to get personal, I didn't realize how much of a problem it was until I broke up with my boyfriend of like five years and I was trying to date and I was like, whoa, this is an issue for me. Yeah. I took for granted how much he adapted and knew me. Like if I said something, he would, you know, know like, oh, it's just because, you know, and I took for granted. Like I really did. I was like, oh, well, everyone's just going to get it. No, no, no. And I started dating and I was like, wow, this is like a real problem for me. I'm not only self-sabotaging myself, but I'm like totally frustrating the other person because I can't give. I'm like it's I'm putting myself out there as excruciating and I'll only do it unless I know for sure it's safe. Yeah. And that usually involves the other person being vulnerable first. But when you put yourself in a situation with someone that also doesn't know how to be vulnerable, which is what happened. A lot of people, I mean, I think yeah. it's a common thing. Yeah, it's a common thing. And and it was really a learning experience. I don't regret that situation at all because I think it taught me a lot because we were both unable to be vulnerable and it was like a huge mess. But it also taught me so much 
about myself. And I was like, you need to do this. You have to in order to build a relationship with someone. It's impossible if you don't. So that's what I'm taking from that. I like it. Yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> this is what I like about this project. It's like we're learning <laughs> new things about ourselves and each other. Yeah. Are there any... Um, First of all, I want to ask you, are you going to do that exercise with anyone ever again? Oh, my God. I don't know. I probably should. I I, Shane always calls me out on not being vulnerable enough. Like, on the on the reg. On the reg? On the reg. Yeah. So I probably should. I don't know. With eye contact in particular or just, like, generally with, like, sharing things just like that make you... Just, like, in general. Mm. And he can even tell. He'll be like, this is really bothering you right now, isn't it? I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I think You're it's so it. rewarding when you are able to be vulnerable with someone and it's um, welcomed by the other person and respected and they don't take advantage of what you shared. But that's a risk you take when you open up to someone. Absolutely. I've been yeah. burned and I've been um, and I've been rewarded by being vulnerable and uh, just because I've been burned doesn't mean I'm going to stop being vulnerable. I love that. I admire that That sounds you. really like no, tooting my own that's horn. How, no, but... no, but that's how you're supposed to do it. That's how you're supposed to do it. I mean, I, 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 I remember when we were having a conversation about this episode and I was like, I can't think of a time. It's because I'm not putting myself out there. You know what I mean? To have those experiences. I'm avoiding it. I'm totally avoiding it. Yeah. And... Uh, it's not good. You're doing it right. <laughs> or you're doing it. I don't it. think there's right. There's not a right way to do it. I shouldn't say right. I just say you're you're experiencing. I guess what I should say is I'm, you know, holding myself back. Holding myself back by doing what I'm doing. But that's a beautiful thing. Like, you can totally fix that at any time. If you're unhappy with how you're, you know. Yeah. And I and honestly, like, that was, I think that was how it was supposed to happen with you know the learning experience that I had because I, I I have gotten better at it since I've really gotten better I'm not great but I've gotten better and I can recognize it now before I wasn't even recognizing that it was an issue the person I was in a relationship with knew 101% what the issue was I was oblivious I was completely oblivious and so I needed to have that experience in order to recognize it are there any um performances that you admire when it comes to vulnerability absolutely um i know it's kind of cheesy but i'll bring up the notebook um it's a scene that probably people kind of overlook because as an audience you're not concerned uh it's when she is engaged Mm -hmm. to her new man and she goes back to Mm -hmm. see noah as an audience you know that noah's still madly in love with her yeah. Right? Yeah. But she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She drives there because she feels she has to do it. She doesn't know he's written to yeah. her. He, she yeah. doesn't know if he'll recognize her. She has no idea. She shows up. And in that scene, everyone overlooks it because as an audience, you know what's what's going to happen and all that stuff. Everyone overlooks it. But, like, it's so uncomfortable when she yeah. drives up and she's like, hey, 
well, how you doing? Like I saw your picture in the paper. I saw your like she doesn't know what to say. She's like like coming up with things. She's like, are you well, are you okay? Like now you knowing know? you, like that scene like reminds me of you a little bit oh when she god. gets in the car. She's like, I'm a stupid woman. I, I shouldn't have come and here. She runs into, oh my god! I literally relate to that scene so much because like I'm. If anyone knows me, like cars and driving, I don't know. But um, I, that would be this me. Girl she has runs anxiety into- parallel parking her car, Ooh. so she would run into oh, a wooden she, fence. She backs. Into the fe- she's like a mess. She's a wreck. She doesn't know what she's doing. Like I, re- I'm like that is vulnerability right there. Like she doesn't know if he's gonna, re- and he's just staring at her like a typical man. Like doesn't know what to say. He's like, well, he's yeah. freaking out. He's freaking just out internally. His, his, his he mind looks calm. is short circuiting. He's like trying to fake yawn. <laughs> he's trying to fake yawn. She's like, what should I say? But like I imagine that is like that is so like I relate to that scene so hard because I'm like that's exactly how I re- would react in a vulnerable situation, and I would follow my guts and drive there and then not know what to say and be so unsure. Like it's. Uh, I love that scene and everyone, I, I don't know if, well, I shouldn't say everyone, I can't speak for everyone, but I feel like that's not something that's talked about, that, that scene. I actually, that's one of my favorite scenes in that movie. It's a, it's amazing. For the same reason. Yeah. But I didn't even realize that that was why. Yeah. Yeah. Because vulnerability is so closely related to bravery. And my favorite, yes. like, standout scenes in, you know, any movie are the scenes where someone stands up and does something super brave leads the charge and I feel like being vulnerable is leading the charge for yourself Ooh. <laughs> oh mic drop <laughs> words of wisdom from Pam oh my god it's so rare no it's not <laughs> oh my gosh you say things all the time and I'm like oh shit okay write it down because I'm not write gonna that, remember write that down. I don't have a pen <laughs> yikes um, so a scene hilarious. a scene for you uh, I thought of two uh, I thought of, I mentioned in another episode, I mentioned a Titanic scene, Titanic scene. So I feel like it's lame to like come up with two examples from that movie. But obviously like the the given one is uh, when she poses nude for him mm. when he draws her. She's got it all over her face. I know you're a big Kate Winslet fan too. Love Kate Winslet. Uh, that is like such a vulnerable moment. For her. That lady's um, a badass. Oh my god, she's so good. She's so good. So that one's like kind of an obvious, um, amazing performance of vulnerability. Um, and I also thought of Outlander for similar reasons that you thought of The Notebook. Um, I don't know if any of you guys out there watch Outlander. It's on Star Stars or Star Z. I don't know how you say it. Stars. Stars. Um, badass show based on a book series that I uh, read and love. And spoiler alert. Uh, so... If you haven't gotten all the way through or just 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 earmuffs. Put your muffs Put on your muffs for like a second. Um she comes back to him and she's much older. They're both much older. And she doesn't know how he's gonna take her, you know, coming back or how she looks now that she's a good twenty years older. And they were married, and it's just like this moment of, do you still are you still attracted to me? Do you still like 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 me? Have you moved on? Have you married someone else? All these questions that they haven't answered, but they're like going on the faith that like they love each other, and like supposedly that their love is timeless, and they're just like seeing each other for the first time, and one of them faints, and then the other one's like, what the fuck? <laughs> that would be me fainting. <laughs> um, but there was like this huge vulnerability, and like 
what do you what do you what do you see in me it's been forever like what are you thinking I think it has to do with like wanting to know what the other person is thinking too yeah if I could have a superpower really oh yeah I don't know if I would go with that or teleportation well I'd like to be invisible as well I love teleportation my life would be made so much easier if I could just go wherever I want, yeah. when I want, at a moment's notice. I'd like to have multiple superpowers, but I feel like being able to read minds would be also like great and also terrible at the same time. Oh my god, it'd be too loud. There's already too much going yeah. on in here. It'd be too loud. Oh yeah, like I, it's something that I, in theory, I think would be great for certain situations, but if it's actually a reality, it would be very stressful. I agree. Are you okay? That's a loaded question. <laughs> well, you know what? I wasn't. I wasn't okay before we did this. Oh, my God. The resistance this girl had to this episode was out of control, but I think this is probably one of my favorite ones that we've done. No, it was good. This has been like a therapy session. I felt like a terrible human being bringing you here today. No, to I know. This. You asked me. You were like, well, we don't have to do it. And I was like, no. No, no, no. I was like, me and my competitive nature. I was like, no, no, I need to do it. I need to do it. I need to overcome it. And I'm so glad I did. And I'm so glad I talked about the things that I needed to talk about. And I think it's it's been a big realization. And I feel I feel a sense of calm right now. I always feel calm after we record. Yeah, I feel a sense of calm. I was totally not okay before we did this episode and now I'm feeling I'm feeling good I'm feeling very self-aware in a good way in a good way and and also just like looking back on everything that's happened and feeling like I've grown from it is like kind of amazing too so I feel good about that nice what about you Are you okay I'm great are you <laughs> <laughs> you know I struggle like with sadness every now and then but I will say I had an awesome weekend. I got to see my friends, two of my friends do a play called On an Average Day by John Colvinback. It's a two-person play, and um, they're two of my classmates. And the work they're doing in that show, honestly, I personally feel like even some veteran actors can't. A lot of people would, like, be envious watching their performances. They're honestly doing some shit that's, like, out of control. It was really inspiring to see that on Sunday. I can't wait to see it again because I think they're uh, running at the complex for a month. And I'd like to see the work progress as the show goes along because they're going to obviously no matter how much work they put in already. And they did. They put in a shit ton of work. It's always they're going to find new things. And I'm excited to see what they find. Um, So that's really inspiring. And also my oldest friend in the world just got married this weekend and I was in her wedding and um, lots of sobbing. In a good way. It was, like, really emotional and really beautiful. And they've been together for, like, 12 years. And they're just... It was honestly like they were already married. And they were just having a party to celebrate the fact that they were already married. It was it was so beautiful. So, yeah, I'm great. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all the things. If for some reason you want to see more of us, you can follow us on Instagram at no one's okay. And a special thanks to Jordan Ross Weinhold, Sean Moore, Jason Crow, Claire Palmer, Jackson Palmer, Tiffany Hamoff, Shane Rings, James Liddell, and our podcast is recorded at Soundworks Studios. 
We can't wait to meet you! Excuse Alexa. Yes. <laughs> go try. <laughs> I tried once and I couldn't go and now I have to I knew this would happen. I'm dead. I hate myself. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna try to go to the bathroom and then nothing happened and now I was like, great, I have to pee in the middle of Pam's dramatic fucking We'll be story. right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Let me just vomit real quick. <laughs> this is like the worst.